Look out, Neptune! Here I come! Hey! Hey there, Z! We were wondering if maybe you'd like some help this time. What do you mean? Well, uh, me and my 39 other friends here, we were thinking maybe you shouldn't try to go it alone. Oh, hey! I've got friends, too! Oh, yeah? Yeah! Come on, guys! <laughs> hey, guys! So, uh, we can do this, right? We don't need their help! Oh, oh, right, uh, guys? Listen, Z, Bill and I here have been talking, and we think that you should use the code. <gasps> what? Yeah. I can't believe this! Well, you know, it would just be nice to see what's past stage 19. Yeah. You know, the last time you played, I died in stage 3, and you pressed reset. Well, well, that's just because I did something stupid early on, and then you died, and I needed you to beat stage 19. But you've never beaten stage 19, have you, Z? Well, no, but, but I can do it. I just need to practice more. But, Z, how many times do we have to keep dying? Yeah. You know, it's kind of bad for the self-esteem. Do it, Z. Use the code, yeah, Z. Yeah, come on, Z. Use the code. Yeah, the code. Use 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 the code. Gamer here this week to talk to you guys about another really awesome game, and that is called Gyrus. Um, I have played this game a ton over the years, and I always find that it's super, super fun. But before I go into the review of the game, I wanted to talk to you guys this week about a little issue that's kind of come up, and that is whether or not to use a code when you're playing a game. Now, over the last couple of weeks, I've been playing this game a ton, trying to, you know, practice that way I could give you guys the best review possible. And the other day while I was practicing, I got to the infamous stage 19 that you just saw me joking about in the intro. And it's true, I always die at stage 19. And the reason is, is because there's this really, really evil boss man, you know, and he's got these flailing arms and I, I can't figure out any kind of pattern and it usually takes me at least three or four lives and by the time I've gotten him really, really weakened down, I always end up dying. So I was going through this whole rigmarole all over again and Chad came in and he said, oh, you're playing Gyrus. You know, I've never played that game. And I said, oh, you should try it. It's really fun. And he's like, oh, all right. So he goes away, comes back about 30 minutes later. I'm getting beaten by the stage 19 boss again. And uh, I say, oh, you know, I got to take a break from this. And Chad says, oh, let me try it. And I said, oh, okay, yeah, you should. And I walk away and I come back. He's playing stage one and he has six lives. Six lives? You're only supposed to start out with three. And I said, Chad, how'd you get six lives on stage one? He said, oh, well, I entered a code. Uh, you what? You entered a code? But I thought you'd never played this game before. 
oh, I haven't, but I went onto the internet and I looked it up and I got this code. And look, you can also do this other thing during the bonus stage. And then he gets to the bonus stage and he shows me that you can get like a perfect score by only shooting a certain amount of people. And I was like, what? This is crazy. You're not even giving the game a fair chance. You're just taking it for all it's worth right now. It's like using the game genie without ever even trying to play it the normal way. And he didn't seem to feel guilty about that at all. And here I am having played the game for like the last umpteen years and really dedicated a ridiculous amount of time to trying to get past certain stages in this game and he's just gonna come in and play it and probably beat it within an hour. And it made me a little mad. But we had a discussion about it and he brought up a very good point. Now, I still think that you should play a game at least a few times before you enter a code. But his point was that we don't have as much time as we used to when we were kids to play really awesome games like this. You know? It's like a game like this doesn't have save points doesn't have, you know, codes like it does in Mike Tyson's Punch-Out where you can get to a certain point and then restart from that point. You gotta start from the beginning, you gotta kick some butt, and you gotta get all the way to the end. And you gotta be good enough to be able to do that. And you have to be able to have the amount of time to devote to being able to get good enough to do that. Well, I've been devoting a lot of time over the last couple weeks. And you know what? I'm still dying at stage 19. And that's really annoying. And here it is, an opportunity to not have to die at stage 19, maybe. In fact, maybe I could see what's past stage 19. I have to say that's kind of cool and kind of exciting. So I thought about it a lot, and I decided that I would use the code. But I would really be interested to hear what you guys think about that. So after you watch this segment, Write to me at littlemissgamer at pvc-productions.com and let me know what you think about using codes with games and uh, what your opinions are on that. But the other night, I did use the code, and I have to say, it was a lot of fun, and it was so awesome to be able to see all these other stages past stage 19. But I don't have to tell you guys about it. You can watch for yourself. Oh no, the bombs, the bombs. Oh, okay. Alright, oh my god, it's so hard. This game is gonna kill me. I only have single shot power. Oh, oh alright, uh, the bolo thing has gotta go. I, I'm not a fan. Oh look, a little one-up in between Triscuits. That's exciting. How many times can I just press my freaking thumb down? Oh my god! Holy <laughs> Did you see that? It was like evil was unleashed in that moment. <laughs> No! They're coming for me again! My game has never been this far ever. It can't handle it. It's like slowing down like nobody's business. Oh no. Oh, what? The brain? Oh, I did it! I did it! <laughs> oh my god. Okay, now one of the first things we're going to talk about is 
the code. Now, I talked earlier about, yes, you can enter the code and you wanna do this at the title screen, but only if you've already played the game through a couple of times without the code, okay? I don't wanna hear about any of you people trying to put the code in without ever having tried to play the game and give it the respect that the game deserves, okay? But if you've already played a few times through, here's the code. It's the Konami code, but it's actually backwards. So what it is is A, B, right, left, right, left, down, down, up, up, start. You wanna do this at the title screen, and then as you hit start, you'll know that it works because in stage one, at the very bottom left of the screen, instead of seeing the typical three guys, three little spaceships, you're gonna see six little spaceships. And that actually means that you have 30 lives, 30 lives to try to help you out and hopefully beat the game, which would be really, really awesome. The first screen you're gonna see after you hit start is your planetary path through the solar system to the sun. The thing that kind of messed me up as a kid was that I had always been taught that Pluto was at the end. It was the furthest away from the sun and it was the smallest. Well, here's the game saying that Neptune is the furthest away. I didn't understand. So I did a little bit of research recently. Turns out that during the time that this game was being produced and distributed, Neptune was actually the furthest away from the sun because of the way that the planets were aligned and all this other stuff. But Pluto isn't even a planet anymore. So I guess he can't take everything that happened during that time period totally for truth. But moving on, we're in the world of Gyrus and we're gonna play this awesome, awesome game. Now, one of the things that I really, really enjoy about this game is the way that the gameplay is set up. Um, you actually rotate around the screen. I've never played another game that's like this. You move around the screen in a cyclical way, and then all of the enemies and all of your bosses come out of the middle of the screen with a forced perspective of you kind of flying through space. It's like Star Wars, but way cooler. Also really really enjoy all the different kinds of bad guys there are. Every stage you're introduced to one new weird alien blob thing that you have to shoot at or that will attack you in some way or have some new kind of pattern to learn and I really like how the game builds on top of itself each level getting a little bit harder and a little bit more difficult. Sometimes, when there are too many enemies on the screen, you'll notice that the older game seems to lag a little bit. It just can't handle all the different things happening at once. So I really hope that at some point this game gets released on the virtual console so that everybody can enjoy it without having to deal with the lag issues that the older consoles seem to bring. Overall, I would say that Gyrus is one of the most replayable games that I have. The music, the gameplay, the creativity behind the designers and the developers of this game, it's just got it all. It's just a really, really great game, and it's challenging, but it's not too hard. If you practice a lot, you can definitely get further each time you play. <laughs> well, except for maybe stage 19, but that might just be me. I haven't met a lot of other people who have played Gyrus to the extent that I have. So if you have played it, let me know and let me know what your experiences of it have been. <laughs> but if
if you haven't played Gyrus before, I would definitely recommend going out, finding a copy of it, and playing it for yourself. It really is a super fun and awesome game. Okay, on to viewer mail. Come on. <laughs> hey everyone, Little Miss Gamer here, and today we're doing viewer mail from Flushing Meadows Park. And as you can see behind me here, we have these statues and this awesome looking round thing, which was used in the World's Fair, and it totally reminds me of Gyrus, so I thought it was super fitting that we were here today. Um, so here we go, let's get started. Dear Little Miss Gamer, hey, I like the show. Don't feel too embarrassed about Missile Command scaring you. It had the same effect on its designer, Dave Thurr. He frequently had nightmares about nuclear annihilation while working on the game. In fact, his next arcade game, Tempest, was based on a reoccurring nightmare where he had to fight monsters that were trying to pull him into a dark pit. Ah! So what other games gave you the creeps? My brother was afraid of Burger Time. I never could figure that out, but I guess he wasn't too keen on the idea of his favorite foods eating him. Jess Reagan. Well, Jess, I'll tell you, um, another game that really, really freaks me out is Resident Evil 4. I have played that, I've tried playing that game probably three or four times now, and every time it's like the combination of the, the zombies running at you, the music, the sound effects. I don't know, I just get so freaked out when I'm playing that game. And I and the thing is, is I've seen a lot of other people play it and having such a great time and I wanna have a great time too, but I, I get so freaked out. Like once I even like dropped the controller, I was like, oh my God, cause something like ran out at me when I wasn't expecting it. Especially when you're in the woods, it's totally freaky. Resident Evil 4, freaky. Dear Little Miss Gamer, I would first off like to say that your Missile Command review was fantastic, and it is nice to see a female game reviewer out there on the internet. I did have a question about the game that were focused in on girls to encourage them to play games. I am talking about the Babbies, the Nancy Drews, and the Bratz games. In your option, I think they mean opinion, is this good or bad for girl gamers, and what is your personal opinion on these types of games? Thanks for reading, Cold Guy. All right, Cold Guy. Well, I'll tell you, I think it's really interesting that they're making games like that these days for specifically marketed towards girls. Um, I'll, I'll talk about the Bratz games. I also know that there's like a Hello Kitty roller racer game out uh, at this moment right now. Um, those kinds of games don't necessarily interest me as a player. I like games with a really interesting and dynamic storyline with dynamic characters. And characters like the Bratz characters or Hello Kitty I don't know, it's just not my thing. But there are girls out there who are super into Bratz and super into Hello Kitty. So I guess if they can relate to that and they really wanna see those characters, you know, in a game trying to get something from someone or whatever, I guess that's cool. But for me, I don't know, I'm definitely not their target market for sure. And when I was younger, what we had was Kirby. But I think that that was neat because it was a character that was a little cute but kind of marketed towards everybody. Um, I haven't met too many people that really didn't like Kirby. Um, he's just kind of friendly and overall cute, but he still kicks some butt, and that's why I like him. So thanks for your question, cool guy.
from Atari Age. I noticed on the page you state that Missile Command is for the 7800. It's actually a game for the 2600, which came out years prior, and the 7800 is backwards compatible with the much larger 2600 library. The 7800 pause button does not work for any 2600 games. Sadly, behaves as the black and white switch on the 2600 console. Take care, Al. Al, thank you so much. You know, I get a little confused sometimes. I use my words uh, wrong, I suppose, because I grew up with a 7800 machine, not a 2600. And what I didn't know, and thank you for informing me about that, is about the pause button for the 7800 game. Um, yeah, <laughs> that explains a lot, because it would be really frustrating to me that some of my games would be able to pause and some wouldn't. So uh, I guess I just put two and two together with a little bit of, with your help and figured that out. <laughs> Thanks, Al, for that tip. Okay, on to the next uh, viewer mail. I loved Little Miss Gamer's Missile Command review. I was wondering, could your next review be on Sonic the Hedgehog? Also, when is Captain S Season 2 coming? I've been wondering for a while. Anyway, great video, and I hope to see more soon. See ya, Z Carson. Hey, Z Carson. We have the same name. My name is Z, and your name is Z. So that's awesome. Um, so let me answer a couple of your questions. Uh, Sonic the Hedgehog. Yes, I will totally do a review of Sonic the Hedgehog at some point. I have to say that I didn't grow up with a Sega system, so I am slowly becoming acclimated to those games, um, but they're really cool. Uh, I've been playing some Boogerman lately, so there might be a review of that coming up, and I will definitely do a review of Sonic the Hedgehog um, at some point for you. And I'll, you know, We'll, we'll see when that happens, but it might be sooner than later now that I have a request in. And for anyone else who has a request of games, feel free to send them in, and that'll definitely help me choose what games I'm gonna do what week. And for your other question, which was, uh, when is Captain S Season 2 coming out? Well, I will say that um, we here at PVC Productions are working really hard and trying to get stuff together for Captain S Season 2. But the thing that's holding us back is funding. Um, we paid for season one all out of our own pockets, and so we've decided that in order to do a season two, we really need to have some financial backing. So right now, we're actually in the works of trying to get that financial backing. So if you or anyone else out there knows of anyone who would like to sponsor us in doing a season two or anything <laughs> that has to do with more Captain S stuff, we're totally psyched about that, and we really hope to be able to continue to bring you that great series as well. So, all right, everyone, um, that's it for viewer mail. Thanks so much for tuning in, and till next time, keep playing. Slimmest Gamer signing off.